0: It's time to
1: pick up the phone, Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make
0: a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well, doing
1: work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches, and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 24. Last pod of the season, it's Katie DePaula. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Liv Chapman. Hey, Liv.
1: I I can't believe we made it through a whole season.
0: So we've spent the last six months, wow, going through and interviewing successful six-figure coaches and hearing their stories and hearing their challenges and hearing how they got to become coaches and how they got to six figures and all of these incredible things. And so We're going to talk today about our main takeaways and highlights of the past season.
1: Yeah. Katie and I were trying to figure out how to wrap up the season. Like there were so many amazing guests, so many different stories and different pathways that brought them, you know, to coaching and to entrepreneurship. But what we did find were that there were a lot of common threads in their stories, a lot of common themes and, you know, personality traits, even, That all of these, you know, six figure certified coaches have. And I I think that's going to be really important for all of our listeners. What are the common attributes outside of the six figures that all of these coaches have? One of the things that really stuck out to me, and I think also because I feel this for myself, is that every single one of these women at some point, and most of them shared this, just decided. They just decided that they were going to go big. They were going to start their business. They were going to leap into entrepreneurship and give it their all. And I think that sometimes getting to that point is a lot harder than actually starting the business. And so it's that like decision, that deep choice to actually go all in that all of our guests shared with us.
0: Yeah. Right. Like that decision, not just to take a course or program, not just to start a business, but like to actually make the, the, make the decision to make the business work, right. Like to, to decide, like, I'm going to run a profitable business. And that's one of the key differentiators we see with our students, with, you know, people who fly and people who flounder in the coaching industry. Like if you decide I'm going to be successful, I'm going to make money from this then you have to do the work to get there. If you're like flip
1: floppy, then you might, you might not. Or if you're only setting aside an hour a week, expect to get an hour a week results. I do think it's all, it's not just time, but energy that you invest into it too. Right. So I know the ideal isn't to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, probably no matter what your career is or your business is, but there's this energetic investment of of course time, but of also energy and money that really takes you from kind of a hobby, kind of an idea, kind of a passion project, little baby side hustle into um, starting and growing a legit business.
0: I think the other thing is that I've really seen as a huge theme is building a support network. Like every mm. single one of these people that we interviewed, not one of them ever said like, I'm doing this on my own. And often they talked about stories where they were doing things differently than a lot of their friends or family members. And they had to find and build and create a new network for themselves. And so, you know, and a lot of them talked about IGC being part of that and finding like their own board of directors
1: as they're building their business. Absolutely. And I think that it's getting out of those old comfort zone spaces that also set us up for more more success, right? If we're constantly surrounding ourselves with people or communities that aren't bringing us, you know, to our next level, we're not going to get there. So that's absolutely part of it. Seeking out your community of supporters of people that will, you know, build you up, build your confidence, uh, invest their time into your success as well. Huge factor.
0: Yeah. And it's so important because like so often when we talk to, you know, new students or new coaches they're like trying to do it on their own. And it's like, you might have a little bit of success on your own, but to be able to do something long-term as a lifestyle, it reminds me of like dieting versus like healthy eating as a lifestyle. You know, you can let, you can't like diet your support, like just get a little bit of support here and there you know, you have to really have a support system just like, you know, your body will be happier with you if you just eat healthier overall. And so it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we have to create a support team around us that allows the support of that.
1: Yeah. That's a great analogy too. And it also reminds me of like, when you just have this quick response to a problem and then you get a little bit of support and then you leave again, it almost creates this like feast famine back and forth, yo-yo experience with your business, just as it does like a diet.
0: Yeah. Um, No one is doing this alone guys. So like, you're not supposed to know how to do it. You're supposed to need guidance and support and learning, you know, no doctor is just like, I'm a doctor. Let me operate on people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not as good of an analogy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All
0: right. The other thing that I was like surprised how much people talked about this obviously it's a theme of what we talk about because it's what we do as a company in igc coaching school but i was actually really shocked at how many of our guests like talked and bragged about getting proper training and credentials both through igc and
1: outside okay i actually felt like our listeners were going to think that we told them to say some of this there were So many times where I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is very amazing that you're going on and on about the training and the the difference that the credential made for you and the difference um, that was, you know, possible through getting certified. But I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think that we told them to say
0: no. I even (laughs) said on a couple episodes, I was like, I feel awkward. Thank you for that commercial. I didn't ask for it. It's very hard to fully understand the value of training and credentials until you have it and you've gone through it. And then you realize, like, you know what to do in different scenarios. You are able to say yes when people ask you where you were trained or if you're trained. And It's also so important live. And you and I always talk about this because it gives people so much confidence,
1: right? That's like the main thing. And there's so often it's like, we can picture how we want our life to be. We can picture what our coaching business is going to look like, but if you don't know how to actually create change with clients, whether you kind of think you do or not, it's like, if you don't really know that energy of, Unknowing or that energy of confusion or lack of confidence shows up in when you're selling, when you're marketing, when you're talking about it. What I found, especially in these conversations with entrepreneurs who felt like they were doing a lot of different things and coaching was the thing that tied it all together, that's actually it. Like knowing the skills and knowing how to package them and sell them confidently is the ribbon that ties all of your passions and projects and ideas together. Yeah. So many of our interviewees were like multi-passionate. They were doing a bunch of different things. Couldn't really put a name on it. Couldn't really describe it. Couldn't confidently tell people what they were doing. They were sharing a lot of inspirational messages on social media, but didn't really have an offer because they didn't know how to create an offer. And coaching was like the thing that brought the passions together.
0: Yeah. It's the umbrella. I always say that. I think another thing, Liv, that I saw as a theme was people showing up with consistency. Consistency can be a bit of a trigger word for people because people assume consistency means every day or many times a day, but it doesn't have to. It could be once a week. It could be once a month. It could be quarterly. Every single... I went through the list. Every single one of the people on this list have at least one platform where they really shine. Either Instagram, their website, LinkedIn, their podcast corporate connections. Some are really focused on referrals. Like it doesn't matter. It's just about picking one spot. And, and, you know, when, so we're obviously in the launch of summer, summer sessions right now. And when I was creating the the training on the get hired now guide, which is part of what you get when you go through summer sessions, I was talking about this and how we say like, just pick one place, pick one place where you wanna shine that you actually like. For me in the very beginning where I shined and what I liked doing was running women's circles. I didn't like Instagram. It wasn't natural for me. I mean, sure I post things here and there so that like people know I'm like, have a pulse, but women's circles were like where people got to know me better. I felt like I gained a lot of trust and it's funny because I just today got back from doing a talk and it was like a more corporate talk. It was, you know, it was very me and I talked about my book and I just felt so natural and so happy and so excited. And so it really is like, what is the platform that works for you and then figuring out how to build that out rather than trying to do all these different things and just diluting your impact.
1: Right. A hundred percent agree with all of that. And consistency really is the factor and the, the differentiator from, you know, people who are kind of sort of being known as a coach, but we're not really sure they're one foot in one foot out, but consistently showing up every day with your message, with your core values allows you to, you know, get more leads and get hired there are so many different options now. It's like, there's no Mm -hmm. excuse. Like whether it's LinkedIn or something in person or TikTok, like, I mean, you listed a bunch of them. You could go on and on. If you want to have a business, which I know we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and you want to actually make money, then marketing is part of it and showing up consistently is key. That's really, it's like dating, great offer, but if they don't share it, then Right, it's like
0: dating. Like when people are like, "Oh, I want to find a relationship," and it's like, "Well, how are you putting yourself out there?" And they're like, "I'm not." Well, you got to find at least one place. Some people like the app. Some people hate them. Then yeah. fine, like join a tennis league, recreational sports, or whatever. Join an interest group. I mean, but you got to be committed to doing something. But again, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be on dating apps and be going to church groups and. You have to do a million things, you'll burn yourself out. But I think live the other point with consistency is like to the consumer. So to your potential client, when you are consistent, whether it's once a week, once a month, every day, when you are consistent, it builds trust. They know yeah. you're reliable. They know that you'll show up. They know that you'll be on time. You don't have to be perfect. But the thing about consistency is not so much. I did it every single day and I checked it off. It's like showing someone who you are and what you're capable of and what kind of person you are going to be to them.
1: Yeah. And I think it is also about being consistent in the message. It's almost quality over quantity conversation here. It's consistently talking about you know, who you are, what you do, what you have to offer, what your values are yep. again and again, in different ways, we cover this in so much depth in week six of summer sessions too, which is a bonus training for anyone who enrolls early. So innerglowcirclecom backslash summer to hear more about this, but summer. you have to have the messaging be clear as well as consistent.
0: Okay. Drum roll. All right, season one. Here's the list. So we're going to go starting lineup. Okay, so we'll start at the very beginning. Okay, so our very first guest was Clea Jones, who is a graduate of IGC, but is also one of our team members. She's an admissions advisor. She's so cool. She's so amazing. This woman glows from the inside out, outside in. And the biggest takeaway from her actually, which I was surprised about was her certifications and how many programs she's gone through and how many trainings she's done and how that was such a big confidence builder from her. Now, she also comes from a military background. So it sort of makes sense to me why she is the way that she is and how this helped her build so much confidence coming from that like structured training background. But what were your thoughts on that interview?
1: Yeah, I immediately thought of the um, military piece too and like the structure and the order and the, you know, really being certain of your knowledge before diving into something. Not only was that interesting to hear from her point of view That the trainings and the certifications really made a difference but of course now it's also been part of her path right so she is a trainer with us and she just hosted her nlp training for all of our students last night and i watched some of the replay today and i'm just mind blown she's just a wealth of knowledge and an amazing teacher and i think that's one of those cases where you you know take what you know about yourself and then you Keep taking the next best step until you've created this, you know, company and suite of offers that are very aligned.
0: Yeah, and if you guys don't know Clea, and you go look her up on like Instagram, you'll see what we're saying. Like, Liv and I are always just like, "How are you so confident? Like, you're
1: just so she just, have just have this, like radiates this energy. Yeah, so. she just
0: has this aura, right? But mm-hmm. you know, for her, her answer was like, I, "I've gone through a lot of training. I've gone through right, which to me is so encouraging because she's the kind of person that I look at and I'm like, "Oh, you." Like, you know, it's just like, she was born with it.
1: Yeah. But she's,
0: she's like, no, like, you know, anyone can have this, I've worked for it. Here's how I got it. Okay, cool. So second interview was your interview, Laura Weldy.
1: So tell us about that. Laura Weldy is an old uh, friend of mine. We're actually going to her wedding coming up here soon. Katie's gonna be excited. Um, And she was my first assistant when I was a coach. Laura then became a student of IGC. And I remember, I'm going to tie this all together, I promise, but she was one of those students who felt like she needed to find her niche before training was like, Mm -hmm. I want to do training, but I don't know what I want to specialize in. And Mm. one of the things that she talked about a lot in her episode was thank God that she just got trained and started coaching. So that's one of the things about going through IGC is that you have to start coaching right away. So Mm -hmm. you have a partner client, you go through the coaching process, you learn what you're great at, what conversations you like to be in, what coaching style you like to have. And through that experiential learning process, so many things get uncovered. So she talked a lot about getting experience as a coach and how that helped her really hone in on her niche. I just found that her stories of trial and error, but refusal to give up or refusal Mm -hmm. to quit, but always being willing to pivot was the thing that helped her really grow into this amazing corporate coach and executive coach and trainer that she is now.
0: Yeah. Laura definitely is like, and she's also woven a lot. Like she has done other trainings after IGC's training that she's continued to weave in. And so I love that, like trusting the training process, not being so obsessed with finding your niche and knowing that it'll come through experience. Again, I love dating analogies, but like, it's like trying to like map out your perfect person before going on dates and figuring out what you like and what you don't like. You can start with a list. You can have an idea of like, Okay, I think I want to work with women, or I think I want to empower people, or I think I want to be a speaker. But until you start trialing and airing all these things, you're definitely not going to know for sure. There's sure. no, like, you can't sit and think a business through all the way. A lot of it's just like doing it and screwing up and then doing it again. Yeah. 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 All right. So, guest number three was Sam Sennett. Sam is an incredible graduate of IGC, just like everyone on this list. And Sam is also on our admissions team. She coaches in the circle. Sam, what I really got out of that was like setting big goals. A big thing for Sam has been doing things that other generations in her family haven't done. And so, you know, setting big goals and achieving them has been a huge thing for her. And she's, you know, even since we had that episode, she's like launched a whole other thing. Right. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, she wanted to leave, you know, her regular job as a therapist, which she has done. And then I'm like, Sam's been a little bit busy lately. What's she doing? All of a sudden, bam, she launches an in-person location for her coaching and wellness company. Yeah. I think she's always been such a stand for like, why not me? Right. And brings that energy to our students and our, you know, prospective students, which I think is just amazing to see because she actually, Is living proof of those things being possible? We all need that proof, right?
0: Yeah. And Sam's like, she really buys into herself, which
1: you have to do before anyone else is going to buy into you.
0: You want to hit us with number four?
1: Yes. So, my girl, Mercedes, Mercedes Antonio came on here and was talking a lot about spirituality, a lot about not only is she a coach and went through IGC, but she's a former dancer like nighttime dancer. (laughs) And she talked so much about using that, you know, sexuality and sensuality and attraction really, and translating that into her business and into her ability to make money outside of that world. And in her coaching business and her, she also offers like psychic and medium readings and how you embodying that energy has been really a magnet to abundance and wealth for her. And I thought how she explained aligning to wealth energy mm. was just mind blowing, but also it's like, Oh, I get it. Right. Like talking about embodying your authentic self. And if you can do it, In one area of your life, you actually can translate it to another. So maybe you are great at dating, or maybe you are, you know, super social and engaging and you radiate that positivity and warmth and connection in your friend groups. That can also translate to business and your ability to attract and manifest money. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the way she explained that was just brilliant.
0: I love that so much. And I love the energy that Mercedes brings. Oh yeah. She's just like bubbling over with like joy and. Possibility.
1: Yeah. Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now, and it is your turn. So, take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six figure certified story starts today.
0: So, the next guest that we had on was Ashley Milky. And I love Ashley's story about leaving her nine to five. She left her nine to five within like 90 days of starting coach training, which she had set a goal to to do that i think within the first year but she just like crushed her goal and she continues to crush her goals and you know she she really has this platform around helping people leave their 9 to 5 jobs and setting themselves up for success in that areas and i love ashley cuz she has a background in acting And she's like, you can tell, like, she's so animated. She's so entertaining. She's so easy to learn from.
1: She's also like a TikTok star. So if you need like easy, digestible visual content, that's where you want to go. Guest number six. Dina, Dina, Dina. Dina Brass is one of our top downloaded episodes. still, (laughs) this episode went deep. I love Dina. We've hung out with Dina before, actually in person and- She is just, um, you can't stop listening to Dina talk, right? Like I could sit in a room for hours with her and just hear stories that she has. And I think when it came down to this particular episode, what she talked about was how coaching was, it has been like the most lucrative business and she's done a lot. She's been a rapper, she's been a dancer, she's owned a thrift store, she owns a crystal company, she does psychic readings, tarot readings, a million things. And she keeps her hand in a lot of these things still. Mm-hmm. She has said that coaching has been the most lucrative part of her business because it's actually the best, it creates the longest term transformation. Her clients get the most out of it, and she's actually, you know now coaching is the offer that comes after the tarot reading. Okay. You got the message. What are you going to do with it? And she's like, we mentioned at the beginning, able to really use coaching to tie everything together. And I thought it was very, very interesting because she has hundreds of thousands of followers that get these, you know, tarot readings and such from her. And she said she's- by far coaching is much more powerful than all of that. And I thought that was, yeah, really interesting.
0: she's a great example of like monetizing your gifts. Oh yeah. You know, like she really monitor, like she has her ideas. She runs with them and she does well. Guest number seven. Um, These numbers are not going to totally align because Liv and I sprinkled in our solo podcast in between, which we'll touch on at the end. But guest number seven was Crystal Cave, who is a good friend of ours, a graduate of coach training. And what I really loved was her stories about Poppy Row, her fashion brand and just how coach training can support any industry. I mean, she definitely has done a lot of coaching and mentoring in her career. And obviously she's the CEO and runs a company. So it's so valuable, but you know, Crystal was a person who like, I think in a lot of ways went through coach training for the personal development and the personal growth. And then it ended up contributing to her concept that she had already started around this size inclusive fashion company Poppy Roe and she's built in a lot of like kind of coaching inspirational things you know the tags are not numbers they're like affirmations like there's different things um that I think really her coach training helped land and solidify the concept on
1: totally and I think also she had style school right her, her personal styling branch of her business and I saw that she recently launched another um, styling type of service. So I think coaching again, is just one of those things that adds more value to what you're doing or what you're already creating. Okay. What about our eighth guest? Rosella White. Gosh, I just love Rosella. I was so glad we met her in person recently. Rosella has such an interesting background, um, being a leader of a church and a nonprofit, Rosella's whole purpose, as she describes it, is to lead from love. And so all of her offerings and coaching and consulting come from this place. And I find that her story, again, of following the next best step of being open to being divinely guided, but also choosing, like, this is what I love about Rosella. She like fully chooses her, the next thing that she's going to do, the next thing that she's going to create. And I believe on that episode, she even talked about you know, a new arm of her company that she's launching. And she also like was, or still is, I don't know exactly how it works, but like a pastor, right? And so, yeah.
0: And so for her, what I understand through hearing her talk is that like coaching has become a platform, a spiritual platform as well. And she's someone who's like so spirit led but also so intuitive. And I think it's really beautiful to see how she like trusts God and spirit, but also trust herself. And then, you know, works obviously with what's going on in the world to bring forth her offerings. Nine was Chelsea Marie. So Chelsea has a branding business. She does web design. Her company's like really robust. In fact, they Chelsea designed our very first logo. Well, oh. our logo, our current logo, yeah um which we get so many compliments on still to this day shout out Chelsea you know Chelsea had a really successful branding business she talks about this in the podcast but she started her business when she was like 17 or something and her stepmom was a coach and she was really interested in what her stepmom was doing social media was becoming huge her stepmom didn't know how to navigate it Chelsea stepped in long story short she built a six figure business when she was like 18 or 19 like it was, it's kind of crazy, right? So, what happened for her though was like she went through this series of life changes. Her dad passed away and she really fell in love with coaching. And we had actually connected through Crystal Cave, who we talked oh. about earlier. And then I remember I wrote Chelsea in like, I think it was January of 2016, a year after we first launched. And I was like, Ch- you know, Chelsea, Crystal gave me your information. Can you help us with our brand? And she was like, Yes, but I just lost my dad. Like, you know, I need a couple of months to regroup and then let's get things going. And so we did. And then what happened was Chelsea came back and she's like, I actually want to go through your coach training. And so it's been so beautiful to see how she's weaved coaching into her current service-based business model. A lot of the people here that we're talking about have done this, but Chelsea's such a clear example of, you know, has a has a design business is realizing through working with her clients that like design is a really personal thing and mm-hmm. wants more skills to be able to have deeper conversations with people. And she says it in the episode, but coaching has supported the growth of her business as well as her personal growth. Deborah Alfrone was one of my students. Yeah, Deborah Alfrone. So Deborah is like a famous news like, anchor. She's an Emmy award-winning anchor. On you know, on the side, she started her coaching business because she people started coming to her, like younger, you know, up-and-coming um news anchors who wanted to learn from her. And she basically had to figure out how to start charging them. That's what happens to a lot of our students. Like before they go through training, they're sort of unpaid coaching for a long time, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's what happened with Deborah. And then she and I met at a co-working space one day. And basically she's like you know, I, I want to advance in my coaching skills. And I think what's so great about her is like, she, you know, she's so far along in her career. Like she's had so many successes. She's gotten so many awards, but it just shows the value of coach training wherever you are. Right. Like even if you're a master at what you do, which she is, this is still a really valuable skill to
1: grow another
0: part of your business and yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love Deborah. I love her energy. And she's also very, I have she's very creative. And I worked with her in the summer of 2019. And I still reference, I actually don't remember if she talked about this on her episode, but she so one of the things that we teach in coach training is around coaching business models. So designing your coaching offer and you know, ultimately your suite of offers or your business model, basically how you're going to generate income. And one of the offers that Deborah had created, I believe like at the end of training, right after training was, you know, this series of basically like micro coaching around confidence or being ready on camera. And I still reference her coaching packages when I'm talking about business models and differentiating, you know, how you make income as a coach, because the way that she packaged her own expertise and was able to deliver that to you know all of those women that were coming to her for help um, was really impressive.
0: So number 11 is Elena Lipson. Elena was a private client of mine and then moved into coach training. And she's a consultant. She's a very, very successful consultant. And she started coaching because she was feeling a little bit I think stagnant in her consulting career and feeling like, you know, she wanted to learn more. She wanted to see what else was out there. I think, you know, there's this line of this point of connection between therapy and coaching and then coaching and consulting. I think coaching is kind of in the middle between those two things. And so therapists and social workers and counselors, you know, as coaching is becoming bigger and more mainstream, like they want to know about it. They want to understand it. Same with consultants. And so the biggest thing that I got from Alina's episode was this need to reimagine your career at any point. And even the fact that even when someone's a coach, even when someone's a consultant, even when they're trained in this work, you and I go through this, they still have to do that, right? That we're constantly reimagining. It's like, you know, our cells are constantly re what are our cells doing? Regenerating? Yeah, our cells are constantly regenerating. Of course, we also mentally and in our careers and professionally also need to be regenerating. We won't be happy if we're not.
1: Real big key, um, the whole self-awareness piece and being willing to say, I actually don't like how things are going. What can I do to upgrade or change or evolve?
0: So 12 is fun. This is my best friend from high school, Lindsay Hunt, who I'm actually going to her wedding this weekend. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be last weekend. <laughs> um, but Lindsay's a health coach. She is a health and mindset coach, actually, I should say. And that's another great example of, you know, the evolution of her brand and back what you were saying about Laura Weldy live like Lindsay had the same experience where she started as a health coach. And then she was like, after a few years, she's like, we go in all these other places and I really have to work with people on their mindset. And that's when she started branding herself as a health and mindset coach. And I believe that that's opened her up to a whole nother niche. Right. So, and it's exactly what she talked about in her episode and what she really stands for, which is using your life experiences to support your niche. She also talked a lot about you know, the random jobs that she had or random internships that she had and how it's really hard to connect the dots by looking forward. But when you look back, you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I gained this skill from that. Oh, I gained, I learned this from this person, this boss who like, you know, was a terror also did teach me this thing. Right. And using all of those experiences to support your business and your niche.
1: Yeah, I love Lindsay. And I think that the whole story of having this very niche training and then realizing, and we say this all the time, that the coaching conversation can go anywhere and realizing that you need to be more, you know, prepared to dance in the moment, as we say in coaching is something that I also believe a lot of our guests this season have talked about, like that, you know, you have an interest, but you need to be prepared as a coach to navigate different levels of conversations. And which is why we're huge fans or advocates of training because just because you had a personal experience or transformation doesn't mean that you can help someone else.
0: Right. Well, and Lindsay's such a good example of this theme that we've been talking about. Like she and I went through coach training. I went through it a little bit before her, but I went through like a general program, like a general curriculum. And she went through a very niche health program. And I remember when she graduated, she was like, did not know how to get clients, did not know where to start. Like she just had no business training. And at the same time, we were starting IGC and that's when she came on board with us. And thankfully, you know, that helped her. It, It was the right thing at the right time. But that's an example of going through like such a specific type of course where you don't get enough general information and general training on coaching, on techniques, on the business of coaching. We love those specialized programs, but we see them more as like electives. And it's hard if you don't have the base curriculum.
1: Number 13, Roselle.
0: Roselle. I love Roselle and her bracelets slash necklace. Roselle
1: is also in the summer series training.
0: Roselle is in the summer series training and- In this episode, she talked about living on purpose. Like Roselle is really a marketing genius. But what I love about her is like, I don't know. She's so like not stressed about it. Yeah. It comes so natural to her. I mean, I know she has, she does a lot of work and, and continues to, to put in a lot of work, but she's sort of of the mind of like, only do things that you enjoy, you know, going back to like all the different categories where you can show up like Roselle would say, like don't pick it if you don't like it. Yeah, and She talks about living on purpose and living your purpose and how marketing is just sharing that purpose with the world.
1: Yeah. She's super brilliant. And she walks our students through this three-part process that she has for creating your coaching offer, really from your purpose and from your story. And that's in um, week three of summer sessions. She's young. She's smart. She's very up to date on different you know, marketing trends and social media and all of that. So say so she's a little ahead of her time.
0: Second to last, but not least Caitlin Anthony. So Caitlin has an incredible story of going through a big divorce with someone with, with her husband who she was in business with. She talks very transparently about how she hit the fan, what that looked like, and then moving into a relationship with someone who is non-binary and how that was a Change for her and a change for the people around her. But while that was all going on in her personal life, she was also, you know, leaving a business behind that she had built with her husband and creating her own business and realizing that she really wanted to focus on empowering women. And so she talks about like, there's no perfect time in life. You know, often we go through training or we start a business when our lives are in upheaval. And I remember like, it's funny. Cause I think back to when Caitlin and I were talking about her joining coach training and she was so worried about the timing, like, is this the right time? Or will next year be the right time? And finally, I think she was like, screw it. There is no right time. Like I yeah. want this, this feels like the right next step. And she, and she was still in a shit storm, right? She was still going through chaos, but she talks about how, having the support and the network of IGC, was just so impactful for her.
1: It's true that there is no perfect time. and often I'm like, if things are crazy, my, why not throw something else in now? And then hopefully it'll all be, not be crazy at the same time one day. I also found her episode very inspiring, you know, kind of reinventing yourself and taking your power back after you know a relationship uh, no longer serves you or doesn't work anymore. I think that's a good message for women everywhere.
0: All right. The last one live was your interview. So
1: one of the many, I think I interviewed a lot of multi-passionate entrepreneurs slash coaches this season, but Lauren is also one of those women who follows the next best step. I remember the thing that blew me away the most was like, she says, no matter what, we're going to have problems. I just want to like what I'm doing while I have those problems. And that was in reference to how she spends her time and how she was able to kind of rationalize within herself, starting her business and growing her company. She's like, I'm still a normal person. I'm still going to face normal issues, but I'd rather enjoy the day to day while I'm, you know, just living. Right. And her business actually was a product of the pandemic in a sense Mm -hmm. that that was her wake up call moment when she was like, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? And then literally choosing to do that every single day in some capacity. And um, and the other thing, if you're curious about grants, she talks about how she was able to get a nice $10,000 grant the first year in her business and what she was able to do with it. And her episode's called shoot your shot because the thing about Lauren is she's just like a go for it. Like, don't even have to think that much about it. If it feels right. And you're getting the signs, you just got to go for it. We had 15 amazing guests. I also have to say, Katie, I loved a lot of our solo episodes. So you know, do certified coaches make more money. One of my favorites was the life coaching industry, red flags. I think that's one where we first really share our truest thoughts on the industry. Mm -hmm. We
0: talked about signs that you think you're a coach, but maybe you're not. So if you're calling yourself a coach, but- Maybe you're not really a coach. We might have called you out lovingly in that episode. Stop stressing out and self-fund your business. You know, we don't want our students or any of anyone who's listening to these episodes to bite off more than they can chew. There's a way to do your business in a really reasonable way.
1: Yeah. And then we
0: closed out with our little this or that series. So we talked about higher ed or hired now. And then we talked about resigning or aligning. Like we talked about the great resignation and what it means for you. And what some of your options are that you might not know
1: about. So if you missed any of these episodes and they sound interesting to you, go back and listen while we're on our little hiatus before we launch season two. You know, just on a personal note, Katie, I will say that this podcast has been, first of all, it's been years in the making. We've been talking about doing this for probably five years or more. Mm -hmm. And I will say that this has been a very fun process, a very challenging process, but also a very grounding process for me in the sense that one of the things that has always been really important, I know, to both of us is really being able to not just talk about ourselves and our story, but to be able to share diverse experiences to be able to learn collectively, not just me and you telling everyone what to do or saying what worked for us, but being able to show a more dynamic and multifaceted view of the coaching industry and what becomes possible when you do find your purpose and you choose to live it. Listening back to some of these episodes and hearing the stories from our guests was a very grounding and inspiring experience for me.
0: And it's great when you like, you know, you have hypotheses about what most successful people, what their qualities are. And then you start to hear like, wow, yeah, this is actually a thing. Next season, I'm really excited about, we're going to be expanding beyond the coaching industry. We have some surprises for you. We also want you to get ready for some live coaching. We're going to be showing you, showing off our coaching skills, showing you a little bit more behind the scenes of what coaching actually looks like so that you can really understand what good coaching is and what is not coaching at all. That's what we're here
1: to do. just going to do that one? Bad coaching. (laughs) Let's do an example of a bad coaching call. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we will. We
0: will. We'll do like a whole episode of like a really shitty coaching call.
1: Oh God. You're going to make me be the coach on that one, huh? I'm just kidding. But yeah, season two, we have a lot of great surprises in store, like Katie mentioned. And one of the biggest requests. So if you're on our email list, we send out our podcast every Friday. One of the common requests has been, we want to hear more live coaching. I think Katie, you and I acted out a little coaching scene in one of our episodes. The listeners want more until then, please message us on Instagram. I'm at inner glow circle and tell us what your favorite episode was or is, and feel free to share these episodes throughout the summer until we come back for season two.
0: Yeah. And you can also check in with us individually at the live Chapman and at it's Katie DePaula, please connect with us, stay in touch. We're creating season two now. So if you want something, ask for it and we'll make it happen for you. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. Bye. Let's face it. The world
1: needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved
0: this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer
1: their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.